You know how like Uber drivers in California talk? All right. Imagine an Uber from Palm Springs to LA, which is like two, two and a half hour drive. And the guy like halfway through the drive is like, yeah, my life's basically like a lifetime movie. And then from that point until the end of the drive, he's telling the story. By the way, it's a pretty solid story. Okay. But still. <laughs> and dude, once we've arrived, we we don't have a ton of time. He puts it in park and finishes the story. Welcome back to Oops the Podcast. All right, lots to unpack here. I got something for you. Please. Julio, Julio, I don't know where you came up with that idea. Dude, this guy was a huge turkey. What is this, Japan? Which is yeah. one of the reasons why I hadn't told you about it. No, and I also just assumed you were saving it for the pod if you were going to tell me. Yeah, yeah. Which, of course, you were. Oh, but. yeah. Welcome back. It's Oops the Podcast. I'm Francis Ellis, joined by Julio Gallarotti. Yo, yo, yo. Uh, thrilled to talk to you, my friend. It's been a long time. How are you, man? Well, I was telling these guys, I was in Austin, Texas for uh, a long time, and I was it was very tiring, so much so that I, I might as well call it exhaustin. Oh, okay. You really put the Austin in exhausting. <laughs> yeah. That's nice. But I had a very interesting time there. Mm. Very interesting time. But I know you have a lot to share, too. I do. I have some stuff. And so I think maybe we should start with you, amigo. I'm open to that. Well, I got, oh, this is new. I got, a, <laughs> I got a quick one. I got a quick one here that I think you guys are going to like. That Give us the quick one. Okay, so I, got a, I, think what I, I have what I think is a very good plane story. Yes. Okay. And I texted the group chat this, and I was like, I'm excited to tell you guys this. So, okay. The hype is real. The hype is this real. This is good. Okay, so I get on, get on my flight, right? No big deal. Um, now, I have- Where are you going? I'm going to Palm Springs. Okay. Yep. But so I had a connection in, it doesn't matter. But anyway, so I'm, it, <laughs> the flight's like two and a half. The second leg of it's two and a half hours. Matters for the count. It matters for the count. <laughs> two legs. I'm running it up. Thank God. I was really lagging there for a sec. Okay. So get on the plane and I forget as I'm boarding. So I have my, my carry on and my personal item. Mm-hmm. My personal item is one of those like suit bags that turn into a duffel bag. Have you seen those? I think so. Yeah, they're solid. So anyway, so it's like kind of big. And as I'm putting my stuff over, I realize I have a magazine that I want. And I'm like, oh, shit. So I don't want to clog people boarding the plane. So I sit down and I have my carry-on and I'm digging through it to find my magazine. Now, the guy sitting next to me is like, are you sure you don't want to like put that up? Because it's like kind of big. He's like, he's not being a dick. He's just like kind of concerned about the space. I'm like, I'm going to put it up. Don't worry. He's like. Okay, he starts like rearranging where his stuff was. He's like trying to figure it out. I'm like, dude, I promise I'm going to put it up. He's like, okay, okay, right? No, I don't. And I don't do it right away. I even wait for him to go to the bathroom because I don't want it to be a thing. I don't want to make him have to get up. He goes to the bathroom. I follow him to the bathroom. He comes out of the bathroom. He kind of thinks it's weird that I am standing there, <laughs> which, <laughs> which I don't get why he thinks that's weird. I'm like, this is standard, dude. Like when the aisle person gets out, the window person gets out too. Like, I mean, it's not a big deal, right? It's fine. And then he's watching a movie, right? He's like, he's having a blast. And I have, I have kind of two windows, right? And he looks at me. He's like, hey, man. He's like, would you mind like lowering one of the windows? He's like, just so you know. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, I'm like, actually, you know what? That's actually completely fair. Like, he didn't ask me to lower both. It's a compromise. All good. Fine. I lower it. He's really into the movie. Then he starts watching another one. He's watching Elvis. He's like really into Elvis. He's just really, he is locked in. Dude, he is locked into Elvis, okay? Then 
time goes by, he he starts drinking kind of a lot. Oh, but and <laughs> how old is this guy? I'm not sure. Probably like fifties. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Um, but he's not he's not getting drunk. He's just he's just. But the drinks appear to keep coming. <laughs> you know, and I'm I'm ninety percent sure it was it was whiskey, but I'm not positive. You but weren't I, watching them no. deliver them. No, uh, I was, but they weren't. They had poured them already for him. I see. But pretty sure. And it, you had headphones in, so you couldn't hear him ask. I just I must have missed the first time because then it was like another one. Sure, another one. Sure. Well, it has to be liquor because no one's like, "Would you like another Coca Cola? You want another, want four more Coca Colas?" <laughs> right. Okay. So I'm I'm pretty sure. Right. So yeah. he he had what I would consider uh, a, a large amount, like probably four, five, six. <laughs> That's a, lot. a lot. Okay. Like. Minimum four, maximum six, okay? Wow. Then at the end of the flight's ending, right? And the flight attendant comes up. They're like, do you want another one? And he's like, you know what? I'll do Chardonnay this time. And I'm like, oh, well, okay, thank God. He's pumping the brakes. Like, Jesus, like this guy. <laughs> um, and he's sort of like, he's interacting with the flight, but he's not, he's not drunk at all. He's completely sober. He like sees a little kid in the front. He's like, oh. <laughs> but, <laughs> but dude, he's not drunk, okay? So I'm just like, all right, this has been such an eventful ride with this guy. Perfectly nice guy, but it's just odd, right? Are so you then, in first class? Yeah, that's why he's getting all these drinks. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You shouldn't want to flex. What was that? No, I don't know. I just, <laughs> it, regardless, so the flight's coming to an end, and we're on our descent. And I'm, I'm, I'm watching him watch Elvis, and I'm kind of like, do I know this guy? No. I'm looking at him. I'm like, do I? And I'm like, oh yeah, I know this guy because he's fucking Lance Armstrong. <laughs> What? Is that not what? Are you fucking what? serious? Dead dude? serious. <laughs> what? Oh my god. Are you kidding me, dude? Dead serious. <laughs> Is that not crazy? Oh my god. <laughs> what? Didn't realize it was him the whole time. Oh my god, dude. dude. What? Oh my god. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Wow. I know, I know. Wow. I know, dude. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Great telling of that story. <laughs> I would have told it the wrong way. Yeah. I would have said it first. <laughs> I, needed to ex- I needed you guys to experience it the way that I did. Because yeah. Yeah. if I knew it was Lance Armstrong the whole time, yeah. I wouldn't have thought maybe it was so odd that he was being so in control of the space. Uh, I that, just thought he was like being a dad. Like that, an anal dad. That and the fact that he... That sort of explains why he might have been put off by you coming to the bathroom yeah. with him. Exactly. I know. Um, yeah, right? He's yeah. like, is it? And he kept glancing over to see if I was looking at him. I was like, is this guy fucking all right? <laughs> Dude, this is the best part. So I get... <laughs> I'm staying with Hillary's fam, and I tell them the story. And they're like, wow. They're like, are you sure it was him? I'm like, no, but like, yes. And I wasn't sure. And he looked like a little different. He sort of had like a soul patch. Which like didn't seem like something he would have. Mm. Um, anyway, so uh, and I I remember when he got off the flight attendants were like we're, we're big fans, mm. right? So I'm like, oh, there it's it him, is. right? It's him. Yeah. So I'm I'm just curious. So get this. Next day, uh, Hillary's mom uh, plays in this pickleball league mm-hmm. or something, and she gets there and she's like, yeah, it's like a round robin. Like you go, you pay ten bucks or whatever, and they match you up with people. Guess who her partner is? Shut up. No. <laughs> no. Lance Armstrong? Lance. And bro, I told you the drinks didn't affect him. The guy was on the pickleball courts at 9 a.m. ready to rip. Hell yeah, After dude. crushing it. 
I'm like, this guy's a legend. And she's like, just to make sure, she's like, she said her name and he's like, I'm Lance. Mm. And I was like, that's it. Case yep, closed. Done. That's him. Wow. Right? Wow. Crazy, bro. Do you wish that you'd known sooner so that you could have talked to him? Like, dude, to be honest, I don't think I would have talked to him. Really? Yeah. I would have. <laughs> you would have. I would have until he had told me, I don't want to talk to anyone. What would you have said? I just, I am fascinated by him. Yeah. I think he's one of the most, you know, polarizing and influential figures of like the aughts. Yeah, totally. totally. I, we used to listen to his audio book. It's not about the bike in the car. I actually think we listened to it a couple of times. Whoa. Yeah. Um, my family and me and, and, you know, I don't know, I, I, his whole story and then. Started an entire movement of rubber bracelets. Yes, yes. <laughs> Every single brand copied those. Dude, he, he was he the, was the biggest deal. It was him and Tiger Woods yeah. during that period. Yeah. In a sport that no one had cared about until he came along. I mean, at least, no, right, at least the, the broader mass did not care. Yeah. yeah. In America, then, nobody cared. Yeah, and then I watched, what did I watch on him? Was it his, there was a 30 for 30 or something on him that I watched where... You know, to me, the most fascinating thing is that this guy invested in Uber because a friend told him oh, to. Really? Really? At at the like friends and family oh, round, wow. that's crazy. And put almost all of his money into it, and it. I mean, it, it, people say he's worth like a billion dollars. Really? Because he he wow. got. I think he was in trouble, and is worth. He, he crushed his investment. Good in for him. Good for him, dude. Um, and despite despite being disgraced uh-huh. he's a disgraced athlete <laughs> which uh, to be honest is sort of bullshit like i feel like that hasn't aged well like every per- cyclist takes a, was taking shit yeah correct i think the issue was that he was not only so vociferous in lying about not taking it but he actually would hunt the people who right, said right, he right. was right i remember and watching he Doc. would try to ruin them mm. and when you're doing that, you better be right. Right, right. Because right. uh, as it turned out, you know, he was, of course, like everyone. And and look, there was a part in that 30 for 30 that I found really compelling, which was um, he kind of impressed upon the viewers that when you have built a whole foundation that uh, has inspired hundreds of millions of of sick children children battling cancer people battling cancer and you are the face of recovery and you are the face of hope against this dark horrible disease um you almost can't come out and say that i did steroids right right you can't because you would you would puncture that hope Right. For those people. And I agree with that. I agree with that. I, you know, you you can't argue with what he did from a charitable standpoint from, a, you know, it just it just to me is like he became bigger than the truth. Mm-hmm. His cause was bigger than coming clean. And I don't necessarily disagree with that. And even even if it was always going to come out eventually then at least for all the time that he was lying, he preserved the hope for so many. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I can say it would have been better if he'd come clean at, immediately. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, really, yeah. I don't know. I'm not really sure. But um, 
That's a Crazy. fascinating thing. That is so incredible that you were <laughs> s- seated next to him. Dude, just such, uh, yeah, so many odd little, like, knickknacks that sort of made no sense. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, once it's Lance, it makes a little bit more sense. You know, I think this is a, do you mind if I pivot? Okay, real quick. Wait, before you pivot, yeah. I got one more thing. So I was telling Brent this story about Lance, mm-hmm. and he was like, yeah. he's like, you know, he's, he's a legend in Aspen. <laughs> i'm like is he he's a legend he's like yeah he told me this story about him like apparently there's this run that you can do up this mountain and like if you're in the best if you're in like incredible shape you run it in like 30 minutes yeah if you're like you know if, if that's like an accomplishment right yeah. if you're like an iron man you run it in like 20 or 22 minutes or something apparently lance ran it in like 13 <laughs> dude <laughs> he, he went and people didn't really talk about this. He went after his cycling career. He became an Ironman. Really? He was competing in, in Ironmans and triathlons. I, I think he did it in Ironman. And at that point, you'd have to think he was probably off the sauce because everyone was watching him so closely and it, all the, the cat was out of the bag. And it, to me, cemented the reality that he is a, a cyborg. He, right, right. And as all those guys are, I mean, you know, he his VO2 max, his ability to metabolize oxygen, he's just in a, a category that is own. on the very fringes of the human species. <laughs> That's how I think about it. Because, dude, remember Icarus? Yeah. That oh, guy yeah. didn't even get better at cycling. Correct. Taking yeah. Lance's exact thing. Right. Yeah. You know? Right. Uh, so, you know, shout out to Lance. Yeah, yeah. Had a shout good time out with to you, Lance. pal. Shout out to Lance. Uh, that's really cool. I don't think I've ever sat next to anyone famous on a plane before. I don't think I have. But yeah. that's awesome, dude. It's just like such an insane person for it to be, you know? I know. Especially just not even noticing. It's crazy. I'm kind of being like, hey, dude, I'm going to put my bag up. Like, imagine, like, I would never talk to Lance Armstrong that way. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Wow, great story. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Dear listeners of Oops! The Podcast, are you wondering, my oh my, how will I ever figure out how to navigate the kitchen? I've got a first date coming over. She's expecting me to cook for her. I bit off more than I could chew. I have no idea what I'm doing. Well, look no further than HelloFresh. It's your simple life hack way to present yourself as an haute cuisine chef. You will be whipping up masterful meals in no time and next thing you know you're probably cuddling on the couch under a heavy weighted blanket because both of you suffer from heavy anxiety april is earth month and HelloFresh is always committed to a cleaner planet you guys know me i'm a big uh conservation guy on average HelloFresh meals have a 31 percent lower carbon footprint than the same meals made from supermarket ingredients plus all the packaging comes from curbside recyclable areas or is is curbside recyclable. Uh, great food, delicious, absolutely amazing, very simple. Uh, spend less time in the kitchen with quick and easy meals like HelloFresh's fast and fresh pineapple chicken, tacos, or falafel power bowls ready in 15 minutes or less. It's not just for dinner, guys. In fact, HelloFresh has you covered for every mealtime occasion, from snacks and easy lunches to a seasonal celebrations and festive gatherings. Just trust me, guys. Julio had no idea what he was doing when he started cooking these puppies up. And now every time I go to him house, he's like, let me fix something for you. I'm like, I'm okay. He's like, no, no, no. You're going to eat. I'm like, what are you, my Italian grandmother? <laughs> okay. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Oops50 and use code Oops50 
That's 50% off. You guys guessed it. Plus your first box ships for free. HelloFresh.com slash Oops50. Code Oops50 for 50% off and your first box ships free. Get cooking. Good looking. I had the pleasure of hanging out with someone I would also consider to be a cyborg. And that was Joe Rogan. I met Joe Rogan this week down in Austin, Texas. I was performing at his comedy club, the new one, the Comedy Mothership. More on that in a moment. But in in parallel with Lance Armstrong, I watched and learned that Joe Rogan appears to be someone who is so mentally strong that the normal bounds of human fatigue and recovery do not apply to him. Hmm, Interesting. Um, this guy was, you know, he's at the club late mm-hmm. running the show. He's doing an hour every night. Really? And every night he's on the show, he closes with an hour every night and it's material the whole time. Every night, every night that he's there. How often is he there? I think he's there three or four nights a week. Jesus. And so is he no longer touring? Well, I think, I mean, dude, this guy I'm telling you is so unbelievably relentless and bottomless in his energy and spirit. Yeah. I wonder I, how you do. He would probably have an explanation as to how he's accomplished that. I, I think he does. He seems like a self-improver. I think it's a formula, but the formula is not doable to me. What is the formula? The formula, as I understand it, is that he goes to the comedy club, he performs, it does his hour, he's there till like one, two in the morning, whatever, goes home. Afterwards, they have this bar downstairs mm-hmm. called Mitzi's, and everyone goes there and hangs out has some drinks then he goes home and he gets in his sauna for like 20 or 30 minutes does he drink yeah uh and then he sweats it all out goes to bed sweats it all out before bed correct is that a thing that's it dude i need to start now I, I got all this secondhand so i don't yeah. i don't know how true it is but this is what I, this is what i was told dude i love the idea of that you're like how does he do it and they're like dude so get this yes yes 11 p.m <laughs> he walks into the club yeah one they like know his Dude, full he, he was coming in at like 10 o'clock mm-hmm. and they let you know he's coming you know they're like the, the boss man is five minutes mm-hmm. out and then they start boss man's flying in yeah they're like they're like let's we're gonna clear the green room nice. and i told you about this yeah, and yeah. that only applied to me <laughs> so i was you like out. okay i'll get out of here because everyone else is like friends with There's him a breach he, yeah on the main show so i slunked i slinked out of there um <laughs> with my tail between my legs and then, you know, he's there and the, the place is just electric. Uh, and he comes and he crushes. And and then he goes home, gets in his sauna, I guess, and t- just does that. And then he wakes up and in the morning he works out for three hours. What? He starts with a cold plunge. Now, I don't think I'm telling tales out of school because I think he's documented three all Three hours? Dude, he does a th- He works out for three hours every day. Is the cold days a plunge week. part of the three hours? No. Cold plunge... Freezing cold to start the day, and then he works out for three hours. Jesus, doing what? How do you even work out for he's, three hours? He's talked about this on his pod. I think he, he says he starts slow, warms his body up, does a hundred jumps rope, then does a hundred air squats and a hundred push ups, and then he works out. I'm like, dude, that was the workout. Yeah. What do you mean? A hundred squats yeah. and a hundred push ups? I'm done. Wow, Jesus, dude. Yeah, that guy's a legend, bro. Yeah, and then you know he. On on Friday and Saturday, he's doing UFC a lot of the time, yeah. or he's headlining arenas. Yeah, 
and he just doesn't seem to have an off switch. I, I, I've never seen anything like it because I was watching him a little bit, and I just was like, man, there's a, that. if that's me, tomorrow is shot. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tomorrow's a, an off day, a me day. I'm yeah. taking it easy. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm canceling plans based on what I'm seeing him do. Right, right. And no chance. He's just operating beyond the bounds of mortality. Yeah, dude. I, I like I try to do my best to be able to attack my day. And I've noticed some trends. Like if I can stop myself from being anxious, I can get everything done. The anxiety prevents me from doing stuff and it makes me tired. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I don't know what that anxiety comes from. Mm-hmm. It's like, because there's no difference in the tasks of the day. It's just like, I wake up and some days I'm like, oh, this is like, all right, I'm going to do this. This is what I have to do. And other days I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I have to do this. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. Being hungover is really hard to shake in that yep. regard. Yep. Smoking weed, I can't, I just, I'm done. I've, I've stopped. <laughs> I'm no longer even the, oh, I'll take one. Like, I've never liked it. There's no value. I don't understand why. So I, and like it makes me in, unable to proceed with life. Good for you. For me. It's a good thing. I mean? That's a good thing to learn. Uh, I, I'm telling you, first of all, the Austin scene of comedy, I have so many thoughts on. But uh, it appears very much to me that Austin has supplanted Los Angeles as the number two comedy city in a, in the country Interesting. and may very well be coming for New York. I think so. It may never surpass New York. Uh, I think for sheer volume, I think New York has an opportunities for people who are starting in comedy that Austin does not yet have as far as open mics and really smaller rooms. And there's just a gigantic, mass of people that are getting into it here and i don't know if austin has the bandwidth to support such a large amount of people interesting um nor nor would it maybe have the job opportunities uh for those people to you know as side jobs waiters and bartenders and things like that but maybe i mean the city is exploding fully exploding have you guys been there chris and ryan me no. either. I've never been. Every, I've gone the last three years, and every time I go, it's noticeably different from the time wow. before. Wow. That's interesting. Um, and yeah, you're an OG. You did <coughs> Moon Tower, right? I've done it. I did Moon Tower the last two years. And uh, this, I mean, even, dude, it's, it's truly insane as a city because everything's close together. You, you walk from one club to the next, and it's it's a block. Mm. They're all right there. They're all in one area. That's cool. And people, you know, I was headlining at Vulcan Gas Company, which was a great room. Shows were awesome. Nice green room. And in my shows, people, comics who were around town would just, I'd walk into the green room after the set, and there'd be like three comics I didn't know in there. Mm. And they're just how'd you, how'd you feel about that? You know, you just accept it. Uh, That's just the way it is. I know you're not a uh, random people. I don't normally like guy. only for like only for the sake of energy. It's not like I think I'm above them. I just want quiet. Yeah. Yeah. And you've got people in there like rolling blunts and stuff, and and hot boxing your green room. And I'm like, well, I guess I guess it's just the way it is. <laughs> that, oh, that was happening. Yeah, nice. People are just you know smoking cigs constantly. Heaters. I don't love any of that, but I didn't feel like. As as someone an outsider to the scene, yeah. I didn't feel like I could say anything. You had no veto power. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. It was an awesome city, awesome clubs. Uh. 
and the whole scene is just erupting and the Rogan's Club has cemented it as a destination. It feels like it's a mecca. Anybody in comedy who let's put them at like that middle class tier. So somebody who's well into their career, they're established, they're good, but maybe they're not headlining yet. I would encourage you to move to Austin. Interesting. Right away. The spot pay is amazing. The spot pay is really, really good there. And you can live on spot pay in Austin because there's no state income tax. And the real estate, while expensive, is still significantly cheaper than New York City. Uh, There are a lot of comics there who are just features or just middle acts who do not have other jobs at all. That's cool. And a lot of them moved from L.A. By the way, heads up, the quality of comedians in Austin is high. It's high. It is not easy to fucking hold your own. I was on shows at the Mothership all week. Uh, It was intense. It was intimidating. There was no thought of me doing anything other than my AAA material. I was like, this is an audition every time I went up there. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting thing. Like, it, it could be the same exact lineup of people in at a club that you're familiar with, and it, like, is not stressful. Something about being in a new environment, you just, like, don't know. Yeah. And it's usually, like, you know, fine, but you know what I mean. You, you're just, you're just, you know, exactly. Like, I, I felt so watched and so tight um, that it was a little bit hard to to do well but i luckily i had some good sets uh the booker saw me apparently he liked me and you know i i i was really appreciative andrew schultz was the one who hooked me up with spots down there uh shout out schultz and Derek poston poston was my feature for the week he's there and what a great ambassador he was uh tremendous comic dude the whole scene man Solid, huh? It was it was a little nerve. It was like uh, it was it, unsettling in that it made me think, oh shit, am I missing out? Oh, like I'm this yeah in this, this world. Is the spot I need to be or something. It felt it felt that way. It was very FOMO inducing. Every night, even after my headlining sets, I was like, am I supposed to go back to the mothership and hang? Mm-hmm. Did you? No, I didn't because I just had to resist it. I was mm-hmm. like, I've had a good night. Just go home, dude. Yeah, you're yeah. exhausted. Um. And, but I will say it just, it has this gravitational force, man. So many comics were coming in through there. There were New York comics that were in for the week. People just like hoping to get swept up in the, in the orbit of Mm -hmm. of the place. And, uh, it's quite a club. The main room is electric. I didn't get to perform on the main stage, but the B room is incredible too. Little man, I think they call it. For Vulcan? No, at at, uh, the, at the mothership. mothership the, the B room is uh, they call it tiny man or little man. Little boy. Little boy, and it's uh, <laughs> you know only seats like 100, 115 people, but it Solid. felt like a New York. It felt like any New York comedy yeah. club. How big ceilings. is the main room? I think it's like two eighty. And it's like a they have nightly shows always. Every night, yeah. It's not like a headliner weekend spot. I think they might do headliner weekends, but. Uh, they're still figuring it out. I mean, it's only three weeks old. Yeah. But I know that Ron White, you know, his the shows on the weekend were Ron White and Friends. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so who knows who else is on that lineup. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's 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 more of the L.A. vibe. It's past the mic, no hosts, uh, and 
they don't seem afraid to let the shows run for hours. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and the comp, the audiences are are fine with that. They're just <laughs> they're excited. Chilling. They're titillated. They're thinking, "Oh shit, is Chappelle gonna drop in?" Mm-hmm. Or you know, has he done it yet? Yeah. Wow, dude! Everybody who's gigantic, I think, has done it already. That's sick. So they've really given the impression that you're in for a surprise of of the highest magnitude if you come there that's sick dude spot pay is incredible very generous to comics i mean yeah dude it's hard not to think that it might be already heading towards the best club in america i called you after the first night i was very tense i was very anxious yeah yeah and i sort of settled in a little after that it's tough to just like appear and try to like fit in in the yeah. comedy. You know what I mean? It's like uncomfortable. I, I thought because I was headlining, you know, the weekend two doors down at a different club and I was selling well that uh, somehow that would give me a leg up or, or would matter to people. And it just didn't. It's mm-hmm. solely how funny are you in the first minute of your set? Mm-hmm. And only after I had a good set where people were like, oh, yeah, welcome back. Right, right, you know, right, you're, right. yeah, you're you're good, you're good. You know, it just it, it, it the, the the walls melted a little bit. It, it got the the velvet rope came up quicker. Is there a chance that you have manufactured that in your head, or you think for sure that was like actually a thing? Like you were ready to be be like I've proven myself, therefore I feel like I fit in. I don't know. It, it could be as simple as that. By the second night, they remembered my face. Right. It could be as simple as that. And that my performance did not mean that much. Mm-hmm. But I do think that after my first performance, you know, a lot of people were, like, watching a lot of the comics. Because the, the, that room is right next to the green room. And they'll just sort of slink in to see, mm-hmm. how's this guy from out of town? And uh, I think, hopefully, they were like, oh, he's, you know, he's got some game. He's got some jokes. Um, but I, I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm just in my own head about that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, fascinating weekend. That's cool, dude. How's the food down there? I heard it's really amazing. The food is awesome. Yeah. Uh, I think it's awesome for a visitor. You know, I don't know how deep it runs. It doesn't rival New York in terms of depth. Uh, But the five restaurants that you can go to if you're there for a couple days are spectacular. Spectacular. You hit a a couple good meals? I love going out by myself when I'm on the road because... um, I don't have my wife with me, and therefore I'm paying for one person. <laughs> and I feel like I'm eating a half-off meal. That's how it feels. I, I just, I, you know, I'm going out to these great restaurants. I'm, and they're like, uh, oh, yeah, you got to try the goat carnitas. I'm like, sure, throw Bring that on. on there. Bring them on. Try the snapper ceviche. Yeah, one of those. No problem. I'm, I'm ordering a lot of food. Yeah. A sure. lot of food. And I'm putting it all away. Nice. And I'm happy about Good it. Good for you, dude. Very, very happy about it. <laughs> it's very exciting. It's fun. I like eating. I will say, <laughs> here's something. So I went to this place called Suerte, which is a great restaurant in East Austin that I've been to before. Mexican place, but very sort of inventive, uh, cool Mexican food. And I sat at the bar, and there was a guy to my right and a guy to his right. And the three of us were all eating alone. But we're shoulder to shoulder. And both of them were in their late 40s, early 50s maybe. And they struck up a conversation that I could hear every single word to. And it was very t- timid at first. Oh, what do you – Oh, what do you? how was that? Was that good? Should I order that? The beats? The beat sound? Am I, should I? And 
they're okay i'll try that okay oh good good and that what are you in town for oh i'm here for this conference oh me too i'm for a different conference and they're business guys and they're in town and their tip their conversation starts to warm up and frankly i was very happy that they were hitting it off because I did not want to talk to anybody. <laughs> and I meant I realized, okay, they're good together. These guys they're are not gonna down. bring me in. I don't want any part of it. And I can just listen and focus on my food <laughs> and be happy. This is great. And by the end of the conversation, they had gotten to a point of, I guess you'd call it true friendship, such that the guy in the middle sitting next to me asked the other guy for his number. And the guy gave it to him, and then the other guy left. And the guy that remained, who had asked for the number, started, <laughs> started drafting a text to him, <laughs> which I got to watch. And he kept deleting he stuff. He was changing like, his oh wording. Oh my hey, God. Tim, it's Mike from Suerte. Really enjoyed our conversation. <laughs> Delete. It yeah. was great to talk to you. Uh, I'm really enjoying the beats. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like... Uh, next time we're, you know, like hope to see you on the road, whatever. And he fires off this text and it was this amazing (laughs) psychoanalytical struggle of a man trying to test the bounds of a new friendship with another man. And (laughs) all of that was really fun and very amusing to me. However, as soon as he fired off that text, he turned to me and started it seemed like trying to do the same thing with me. And I was like, fuck that, dude. Fuck that. I'm not going to play second fiddle friendship. You already, you already burned your man friend card with that other guy. I ain't no, I'm not sloppy seconds to your friendship. If you'd started with me, I might have been open to this. But no, no way, Jose. I just watched that whole thing unfold. Because we had ordered some middle dish and they both arrived at the same time. And they put them between us. So that they were touching. And she was like, I've got one for each of you. You're like, (laughs) yeah. And I was like, put that on the other side. (laughs) Fuck that. He's like, oh, you got that too? And I'm like, don't even try it, buddy. (laughs) Don't even try it, buster. Yeah. Dude, oh, that's great. Yeah. Have you guys ever gone into a barber shop and they say, what will it be today? And you say, well, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't really know exactly how to describe the haircut I want. I kind of like it a little shorter on the sides, a little longer on the top. And they say, sure, no thing, no problem, I got you. And then the next thing you know, you're getting out of that chair and you look like an absolute doofus. And you say, oh boy, I'm not sure if I can go out in public for the next three weeks until this puppy evens out. Or worse yet, you got to go to some other barber shop to try to do damage control? You know what I say? Let's put an end to those times. And that end starts... With sport clips. Guys, they get it right every time. They know what they're doing. They're following a tried and true formula to make every men's haircut that they've ever done absolutely bang on perfect. Take yourself from a 7 to an 8 or an 8 to a 9. Why not? Shave off that mane. Make yourself feel exactly like Brad Pitt at the height of his powers. We all know it can be stressful to describe that kind of haircut you want. And even if you feel like you got it across, it's hard to know if your stylist really understood you. Not at Sport Clips. They are pros and artists. You are the canvas, and each of your hair follicles is the happiest of trees. So sit back and relax. It's MVP haircut experience time. A seven pressure point massaging shampoo, a perfectly steamed hot towel. Hoo-wee. Love that. The freedom to not have to stress about a bad cut. Get in there, folks. Next time you need a cut, 
Come to Sport Clips and get a head-turning haircut from the pros in men's hair. Um, I have a, qu- a travel question for you. So I um, got to – so I, I was taking a red-eye home from Palm Springs. Okay, now classic, like I occasionally I, – I, I have flown that very flight. Really? Well, yeah. Jet, we, Jet Blue? What's the one – what's the airport there that's weird? PSP? Palm Springs. Oh, we didn't fly Palm Springs. Oh, you flew out of the random one. I remember yeah, the this. random yeah, place. That was is that odd. a direct flight? Uh, there, There is a direct flight, yeah. The flight back, I didn't fly it the way there. I flew it on the way back. Oh, okay. So anyway, so I this is a thing that I do for all my traveling like thought and th- stuff that goes into traveling. I will fuck up the dates of my travel a lot. I'll book a flight for the wrong day. I've done, I do it all the time. Ooh. And usually I catch it before the 24-hour window. I just change it. I've done it like a dozen times. And Hillary's what? like, this is so ridiculous that this is a problem you have. Yeah, <laughs> I'm shocked. Yeah, it's, 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 so anyway, so I'm getting ready to take this red eye. I'm like, whatever, I'll be fine. I actually didn't drink a ton at the wedding, which felt nice. Um, I'm on a hike and I'm figuring it out. And it's not letting me. <laughs> That's so sad. What you're you hiking and you're going over your travel logistics on well, your phone? It was phone? a long hike, dude. So I, I know, but I just. Uh, so just, that, re- just real quick. Yeah, oh, sorry, sorry. No, I don't, I'm not trying to interrupt. But. No, you're not. You're not. But like, I want to I clarify. I'm not sitting there being like, oh, I'm just like, I go to check in. Okay, so it's sad that I ended up having to deal with this. Is that where you're going? Yeah, that you're, okay. that you're not yeah. able to look at the birds. I know. And you're going over like <laughs> airport logistics. Yeah. <laughs> It was like a five. It was like a five mile hike. It was like a long enough time that. Gotcha. gotcha. You know what I mean, so anyway, I'm trying to check in online. I'm like, my flight's in three hours. Why can't I check in online? So I call, you know, and they're like, your flight's tomorrow, sir. And I'm like, great. Like, <laughs> so I, 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 so I have, the, I, I come up with this plan. Hillary was going to L.A., so I was like, I guess I'll just go ride with her to L.A. and change it to L.A. so I don't have to take a red eye. I'll change to like a four p.m. flight. By the way, dude, you know how like Uber drivers in California talk. All right, imagine an Uber from Palm Springs to L.A., which is like two, two and a half hour drive. And the guy like halfway through the drive is like, yeah, my life's basically like a lifetime movie. And then from that point until the end of the drive, he's telling the story. By the way, it's a pretty solid story. Okay. But still. <laughs> and dude, once we've arrived, we, we don't have a ton of time. He puts it in park and finishes the story. Oh, God. I'm like, dude, are you serious? But he's talking about how his daughter... Uh, dated her drama teacher and they became addicted to smack. And he, what? And then he's telling a story. Then they got out of jail and he's like, I took, I ripped down an olive branch and I extended it to him. He's telling a story about physically extending an olive, the olive branch. I'm <laughs> Where like, do you find an olive tree? <laughs> yeah, like, I guess it's California. <laughs> I got it. Yeah, right. But anyway, we like Googled the story and we're able to like corroborate the guy's tale. And we, because we're like wanting to see these characters we've been hearing about for two and a half hours. Yeah. <laughs> And we found it. We're like, all right, this checks out. But anyway, like, you know. Um, what is smack? Heroin. Heroin. Oh, I just had okay. to look that up. Yeah. I was confused. And he kept calling the guy Jackal. And I thought that that was his last name. And Hillary thought that he was referring to him as the Jackal. <laughs> and it was uh, it's still sort of unclear because we found him and whatever. So it was this whole big story. I guess they like robbed some old lady and stole someone's car and got caught. Now they're in jail or something. Yeah. The guy was a drama teacher. Um, so anyway, by the way. I, I the one thing I don't like about California Uber, it seems as if there's like less rules with, because in New York there's like very professional, and I think you need like a special commercial plate or something for it, right? Yeah, you might. And I don't think you need it in California. 
And if you do, then the Uber driver is just way less professional. Like, you'll never get into an Uber in New York and see chips on the backseat of the Uber, dude. Right. There's chips on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> guys, I agree. The, 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 there is a limousine element to New York Ubers. That, yeah. I, you know, I, I agree with you completely. In Austin, I, you know, I was getting in Ubers that were, there'd be like a child seat in the back. Oh God! Or oh, smooth that over. Just stains everywhere. Stained everything. Ugh. Old Toyota Priuses that had stained doors. The inside of the doors covered in stains. Ugh. Do you film in porn back here? Yeah. <laughs> what, what is wrong? With we this? took an Uber in college to a, a Darty, and the Uber driver's son was in the back seat with us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's crazy. We had to squeeze in, too, because uh, there were four of us, and we had to squeeze three of us next to little Charlie. And, uh, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Dude, that's so ridiculous. That reminds me, that like, happens. back in the day, I don't see this much anymore, but, like, you'd get in a taxi, and the driver's girlfriend would be there. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't see, yeah, and she'd just be, like, they're, like, hanging, and I'm like. Do you mind if I smoke? Dude, no. Lower the window. Remember that? Like, I guess not. I don't. Dude, smoking heaters and taxis used to very much yeah, be. Yeah, I remember that. Can I? Can I? Yeah, sure. Like you, before even getting in, I'd be like, <laughs> I, mean, I, yeah, yeah, I bet on, you love on. doing that. I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I get to the airport. I'm ready for my red eye. Or for my, I change it to a 4 p.m. I'm gonna get in at midnight, and then I'll have my day the next day. Great, right? As I'm sitting at the airport, flight gets canceled. So I think I want to say it was a 4 p.m. flight. It got delayed to five and then it got canceled. And now it's like whatever, four o'clock and they're OK. So in the in the airport, that the part of the airport, I'm in, there's I don't have a, any lounge access, but there is a Centurion lounge in the international terminal. Mm. Now, I have approximately, let's say, three, four hours till my flight in that situation. Is it worth it to leave the terminal to go to the lounge, but you have to recheck back in through security. Yeah, I think if it's a four-hour delay, I worth do. it, right? Yes. I yes. mean, you know, yes. You you could almost argue that it's worth it to leave the airport. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, go to go to back into town. I didn't quite have enough time. No, but, right, but but yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, agreed. That's what I did, and actually, I didn't end up having to leave security. They built this like weird underground tunnel. Oh, cool. That was like a really long walk. Uh, I saw a, a tennis player coming out of the Qantas Lounge. Mm-hmm. He was on his way back to Australia for the Open. No, he just he had just played in Miami and lost. His name's Kokonakis. You know him? Of course, we know. Oh, Kokonakis. from the Netflix. From Netflix. Kokonakis, fuck your girl, mate. Oh, uh, you know about that? Yeah, of course. Oh my god. Yeah, everyone knows. Nobody wants to tell you about it, dude. You know what's <laughs> funny? I call my dad. I'm like, guess who I just saw at the airport? He goes, LeBron. And I go, no, Kokonakis. He goes, ah, who cares? People only know him because of him and the guy's girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like Dude, he's savage. Everyone knows about that. He looked great. And I'll tell you what, Hill Dog sort of has a crush on him. Yeah. And when I saw when I just saw him, it immediately made me depressed. Um, he was tan. He was tall. He was fit. And I'm none of those things. <laughs> yeah, but dude, I mean, that's that's a professional tennis player. That is a hard, hard life. Yeah, hard mm-hmm. life, bro. I, you know what I mean? I don't know. Like, watch the, the doc. I know, I, well, yeah, yeah. The margin of victory and the 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 availability for victory is not great. Yeah, it's there's tough. not a lot of room for people to win. It's tough out there. There's room for four guys to win. I mean, 
It's more than that. You're but, but watching yeah, but the fine. French Open one, and it, you know, you think, "Oh my God, Carlos Alcaraz, this Canadian guy, all these various people that are studs, really incredible talents, rising to the tap, and they just run into Nadal, and there's nothing anybody can do." Did you watch the one about how Nadal's uncle is coaching the French? The, yeah. Wasn't that? Did you think that was fucked up? I did. I thought I'm like, dude, you need to like get this guy out of your camp. This is super toxic. I agree with that, and but it sounded like when they asked him about it that he knew what he'd signed up for. I know, but like my like, I would argue it's not good to be signed up for that. Hundred percent. I almost it almost seemed like a face saving measure on his yeah potentially to like have it not be distracting i wonder if he's still his coach check that out by the way it's called breakpoint on netflix if you're if you like tennis or don't like tennis i think they do a good job at explaining it for people who don't know about it right they explain the scoring that you're able to get into it pretty quickly yeah it was cool Spoil oops the podcast listeners here's the deal if you like your caffeine and you like really delicious tasting coffee and you have not yet tried our own blend from Brooklyn Roasting Company. Well, folks, <laughs> you're a loser. You really are. I'm not really sure what else to say other than why are you waiting? We have our own coffee from one of the most renowned, respected coffee roasters in the entire company. That's Brooklyn Roasting Company right here in Brooklyn. The Oops Beans Blend. My God, is it delicious. Right now, you guys can get 5% off your order when you use promo code OOPSBEANS at brooklynroasting.com. They've got all kinds of incredible coffees. Try all of their others. The BQE Espresso, one of my favorites. The Mocha Java. The Hue Hue Tananga. Never sure if I'm saying that correctly. And, of course, our own patented. Not sure if it's patented. But our own coffee from Brooklyn Roasting Company. Try it now. Brooklynroasting.com. Promo code OOPSBEANS. All right, so, dude, I'm on the red eye, right? I'm sitting there. And I had extra leg room seat, but it's still three, right? Uh... And it's me, empty seat in the middle, girl on the right. We st- the flight is, is boarding, 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 boarding. We start to realize there's a chance there's not going to be anybody sitting here. Uh-huh. So we're kind of looking at each other. We're like, eh. uh-huh. you know, eh. and it's, you know, it's funny. It's funny. And then at one point she goes, she's like, yeah, I really hope nobody sits here. I'm so high. And I'm like, are you trying to bang me, dude? <laughs> Is saying I'm high like the first step of like, is that like being like, (laughs) (laughs) making contact? Like, is that like, I was wondering if that was what was happening. Uh, I don't know. I think that would probably depend on how she said it. She just said it like that. She's like, I'm I'm way too high for somebody to be sitting here. (laughs) Yeah. I don't take that too. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. She fluttered. Uh, She fluttered. She fluttered. And I'll tell you what, dude. This is the. Oh, sorry. Do you have more thoughts? No, on no, no. So we're it's it's it, we're, we're about to be done, right? There's probably three more people to get on the plane. Biggest guy on the plane gets on, sits right in between. Us. Oh. And I'll tell you what, I real I've realized this before, and I realized it again. The biggest guy on the plane is not always the worst guy to sit next to because he feels really bad about it. Yeah. And then that made me feel bad for him. Yeah. And he sat there like this the whole time holding himself yeah, because he sad. didn't want to be he didn't want to spill over. Uh, that's sad. And I felt sad and I wanted to I wanted to stroke him. I, I- <laughs> 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 Not his penis. I wanted to stroke him. I yeah, wanted to, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. but he did smell. He was smelly. Uh, he was older. Uh, but all in all, all in all, it was OK. I didn't sleep at all. Got home at like five thirty. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
God. <laughs> but dude, I'll tell you what, though. Dude, taking an Uber from JFK at 4.55 in the morning, you quick. get home in two seconds. Yeah, you do. <laughs> and it was right below the threshold. Like, I'm pretty proud of taking public transportation to the airport. My cutoffs are, if it's less than 35 for LaGuardia, I'll take an Uber. And if it's less than 65 for JFK, I'll take an Uber. Mm-hmm. That just never happens. It was like 62.50. I was like, oh, I got to do this. Yeah. Because otherwise my week's going to be ruined. And my week was still ruined. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Monday and Tuesday, complete wash. Yeah, that's a wash. You know, you know who that wouldn't be a wash for? Joe Rogan, Lance, Joe Rogan, Kokonakis. Fuck. All three of those guys. They're Ugh. they're if they're on that red eye home, they are waking up and they are going straight to the fucking gym, dude. Kokonakis is going straight to bang your fucking girl. That's it. That's what he's doing. That's it. They're going Ugh. to the gym or they're going to an ice bath and they are they are ignoring. The cobwebs of fe- of fatigue that are descending like a warm blanket on their brain. <laughs> the cobwebs of fatigue. Just settling down like a Like fog. a warm blanket. Feels like you're stumbling through a delirious state. Yeah, I picture like them throwing a net into the into the water to catch fish and it just slowly yeah. encompassing the yeah, salmon. Yeah, and they, they feel that and we feel that and we say, oh gosh, I, I, I hope I make it to my bed in time. And they say... <laughs> This, I don't like this feeling. Where's the nearest Peloton? <laughs> That's dude, what they're like, dude. That's what they're like. Dude, I said something to Kokonakis. What'd you say? I said, dude, you're the man. Nice. And what did he say? He went, thanks, man. Yeah, that's cool. Like, Fuck. That's cool. I was like, you fucker. I'm telling you. What, I'm <laughs> was telling that cool? You. I wanted to ask for a selfie, but I was like, you're, that would be loser behavior. He was with his girlfriend. Dude, can we get a selfie? He might have liked it. Maybe people don't recognize him in America. This a lot. is this is one thing I don't I don't really, you know. Sometimes I tell myself, uh, "Oh, it's they'll think I'm cooler if I don't ask for a picture, a famous person, right?" They'll, they'll, think, they'll think nothing. Period. That's kind of it, <laughs> right? Where where it doesn't affect you one way or another, and there's no way to have a conversation with somebody. <laughs> There's no way that in that moment you are going to talk to Kokonakis and <laughs> become friends with him no and shot. start hanging out with him. There's no way. You're not you can't pull that off in that amount of time or in that setting. And even if I do something loserish, he won't remember if we one day become friends. Exactly. And I never have to tell him about so, it. So so there's yeah because that's the thing that the, the reason to me not to take a picture or not to say stupid fanboy shit is to not disqualify yourself from being a comrade or a colleague right. More of that extensive person relationship somehow. someday, yeah. And the odds of that happening are in my mind zero. Yeah. If I'm really honest with myself. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something, dude. The level of delusion with which I flew to Austin, I packed an outfit for the unlikely event that I would wear it on Joe Rogan's podcast. That's good, though, dude. No. But no, it's, it's fun. Like, typically, the difference between you and other people is you're one of the only people who admits that out loud. Bro, <laughs> in my we mind... We all have that. In my mind... You know, I flew down there. I didn't really sleep well the night before because I was so excited because I was thinking about the set that I would perform because I knew I had a spot. The set I was going to perform that Joe Rogan was going to pop his head in and see and like so much that he'd say, oh, shoot, so-and-so canceled from the pod on Friday. That guy I saw was so funny. Francis, come come on the show. 
And what am I going to wear? I don't want to wear something too preppy. I know he likes to hunt. He's a blue collar <laughs> kind of aficionado. I don't want to wear something too preppy, but I don't, I don't want to wear something too understated. I'll probably want to wear some Barstool merch. I still so want to be myself. Yeah, I want to be myself, but I don't want him to think that I'm advertising or self-aggrandizing. And you know, <laughs> what's the correct outfit for me to wear? Ooh, maybe this, maybe this sweater that's kind of rugged. That I, ooh, maybe it's yeah. got kind of a hole that is actually naturally created. I didn't buy it like that. I can picture you wearing your tough flannel. Yeah, tough flannel. probably something like that. Something. Yeah, I, I packed those things. And yeah, that is not unusual. When I got down there, the gulf between the way that I thought things were going to go and how it actually went was so great that I honestly thought I was a stupid person <laughs> for what I for what I thought could. I, I don't know what I would assign a, maybe a 20% chance that it would all transpire the way that I thought. And. How it actually transpired was I, I could not have been more wrong <laughs> because you realize that there are there are not only people that go down there with the exact same armies of people that go down there with the exact same mentality. There are people that move to that city right. for that, that chance, reason for that. Reason. Rogan. You know what it felt like? It felt like I was a gold miner moving to California. In the gold rush, eighteen forty nine, with a pan, yeah. and you know, jumping into a li- like a low a river bed, and just sifting through the silt and the mud to try to strike my fortune. Did you see that scene in Rediscovering America where they talk to the gold guy in Alaska? I did not. Donnie's dude, it's so fucking funny. Definitely check that out. Uh, um, I, that that's what I realized yeah. that that they're just like I was part of a Rogan rush. Yeah. There was Rogan. a Rogan rush. You did, you did it perfectly, dude. You had a reason to be there already. Yeah. You you were ambitious and energetic. You didn't have to try to go get on those other shows. You did. Yeah. You inconvenienced yourself. Uh, you had a humility check. Like, you had to put yourself out there. I think that you performed well. You, it, did, you did what you need to do in comedy to, to have a chance of yeah. pushing forward. I think, I think that all of it was a very humbling experience, and... Uh, I have no idea if I'm closer now to, let's say, the promised land, which is a seat across the table from Joe Rogan on the Joe Rogan podcast. I have no idea if I moved the needle an inch. Mm-hmm. An inch. But may- maybe I did. Who the fuck knows? Yeah. You just, I would say, it sounds like you moved it at least an inch. Maybe. Perhaps Definitely. a couple. And dude, like, when I, even when I listen to music, sometimes I'll be listening to, like, Spanish you know, language music, as I've been told by Hillary, I need to call it. I'll be like, yeah, I like Spanish music. She's like, these these people aren't from Spain. Why are you calling it Spanish music? I'm like, it's Spanish language music. She goes, okay, well, then say Spanish language music. I'm like, right, Spanish, langu- Spanish language hell? music, that's a normal thing to say. Uh, when I listen to Spanish language music, yeah. sometimes I will be listening to a song, and I'm like, oh, man, that verse is sick. I'll be like, man, someday if I like go to Puerto Rico and go to a karaoke place and catch everybody off guard, this would be a great... Like, I just start fantasizing about that. That's a great fantasy. The same way that you getting ready for your I think yours is much more achievable. I think yours is much more achievable. No way, Jose. And I mean Jose. (laughs) 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 I think think if you flew to Puerto Rico tomorrow. (laughs) By the way, this would be great content. I know. I know. I have a friend on there who I asked her about it. And she's like, 
We can set you up. Bro, let me tell you something. That would be funny content. These are cool ideas. Yeah. You know about my idea? Do you, have I told, I've told you many times about my idea where I was like, I want to go to Sweden and host a barefoot yeah, yeah. pregame. You did it, right? In my apartment. And I did that. Yeah. Everyone took their that shoes off. That would be a great video, too. These are cool. These are the videos. Cultural <laughs> snapshot ideas. We are fish out of water, and uh, they are achievable. Yeah. By the way, did you see that? There's a vlogger that got is like arrested in Afghanistan. No, there's some UK. Apparently, he had a gun, which I I would like to know more about that. <laughs> but he supposedly had obtained a permit for it. But like that is the interesting. That's the thing about Afghanistan that is uh, unsettling. That you could have the permit and like meet the wrong guy. Who knows what happened? I'm sure they'll end up being fine. But three of them have been arrested for like a couple months. Holy smoke! Scary. Dude. Holy yeah. smokes. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, well, follow your dreams, folks. <laughs> well done, Francis. No, you know, nothing like that gut punch of unpacking a completely clean, unworn Joe Rogan outfit from your briefcase <laughs> when you get home. You'll get over gonna it. going to hang this back <laughs> yeah. up. Dude, that would be perfect for like in, in acting class. They would in my scene class, they used to make us do a private scene. <laughs> Do you know, remember those? Yeah. Where you had something had to happen specific that was private, and there was like kind of these. It was actually way harder to do yeah. than you'd think. That is a perfect yeah one for it. Yeah, the slice of life type of thing. You yeah. dust it off. Mm-hmm. You're like, look off. Yeah. Fuck. What? What was I thinking? <laughs> Hanging up. Yeah. Uh, we're oops the podcast. Facts with Ryan. Facts with Ryan. Dude, real quick. This I was dying about this. I texted Francis a voice note of it because it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. The end of the last episode, I'm like, yeah, man. Like, I don't know. Maybe God does exist. Francis is, <laughs> Francis is like, yeah. <laughs> maybe God does exist. Well, <laughs> facts with Ryan. Facts with Ryan. Facts with Ryan. Facts with Ryan. <laughs> maybe he does exist. Well, facts with Ryan. Facts with Ryan. Dude, this has been killing me. Okay, um, sorry. Uh. Austin is the second largest growing city in America right now. What's number one? San Francisco. Wow. Really? That's that surprised shocking. me, too. That's yeah. shocking, yeah. That was as of 2022, so yeah. I don't know, maybe. Uh, we need those 2023 stats to roll in, baby. Yeah. At the peak of his career, Lance Armstrong was worth... 850 mil. No, probably like 180, 200. 125. Wow, okay. good call. And they just weren't paying people as much then. Yeah. In Armstrong's first Iron Man... He placed second. Jesus Christ. That's insanity. And insanity. Suerte has a cake cutting fee of $25 per cake. Okay. Restaurant you went to. What if you bring your own cake? Yeah, bring your own cake. baby. $25 per cake. Damn. And then I just want to say just because Lance Armstrong got brought up, I think I mentioned this once before, but when I wrote my, when I did the essay portion of my SAT, I, uh, my brain went fluster. And I said that Lance Armstrong went to the moon, and I wrote an entire essay <laughs> about him going to the moon, and I might have even intertwined Louis Armstrong landing it. Like I just was rushing, and uh, oh I wasn't thinking, and it wasn't until like a couple days after I realized that I talked about Dude, that's him a good being bit. That's a good bit, bro. Yeah. That's a good bit. Write that yeah. down. Mm-hmm. So, that is good. That. Thank you, Ryan.
FWR. Oh, that's good. Uh, that's Facts with Ryan. Julio, you got some live comedy coming Yeah, up? I got a big month. Month of April is going to be big for the boys. Yeah. I um, am in Providence, Rhode Island at the Comedy Connection, April 14th and 15th. Helium, Philly, uh, April 18th. Those tickets are beginning to dwindle a bit. I would try to get some while you can. Middletown, Connecticut, 10 minutes away from my hometown, Higginham, Connecticut. Free show. Wow. April 21st, Harbor Park. That's going to be sick. Hell and then yeah. finally, uh, April 28th and 29th at Yonkers Comedy Club. Where, where can we get tickets? Sorry, not Julio.com. Not Julio with a J.com. Uh, guys, I will be in Plano, Dallas, Plano at the House of Comedy. Back in Texas. April 14th to 15th, that weekend, I think, Friday and Saturday. Uh, and then I'm in San Francisco with little Sasquatch at Cobb's Comedy Club, April 29th, end of April weekend. Uh, then to Buffalo, Helium Buffalo, the first weekend in May. Uh, and then Sass and I are finishing, I'm finishing my first leg of my tour in West Virginia at the Charlestown Races Casino, me and little Sasquatch. All tickets for that, that's, that's May 12th. All tickets are at FrancisEllis.com. Love you all. That's Oops the Podcast. Thanks, and see you soon. Oh, Ryan! Uh, check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, um, and just make TikTok. sure you subscribe to all of the units, you know, and TikTok. Yeah. So Thanks. subscribe. Thanks. And check Please. us out on Twitter. It's helpful. Yeah.